welcome to episode nine of Jedi Masterclass. I'm Miranda, the Padawan in training, and today I'd like to welcome our special guest, Ben. I'm a special guest. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to reverse this on him today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to work on not calling you my special guest because <laughs> you're here every day. Yes. And then when we have a special guest, they're going to be like, it's just Miranda. And I'm going to be like, boom, wrong. It's not. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about the first half of Revenge of the Sith. Struggled through that one. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Today, we'll be looking at the first half of Revenge of the Sith. Is Why is better? revenge such a hard word for you? Revenge? Revenge. <laughs> revenge. Maybe we're going to be looking at the first half of, half of Re- Revenge. <laughs> Both times. The only part you struck, <laughs> the only part you struggled on. Revenge of the Sith. We'll be there looking at the first half of Revenge of the Sith. Oh my god, she did it! Before we jump into the movie, I have some Star Wars news. Oh, for sure. Do you know who Alan Ladd Jr. is? I'm. I can tell you who Alan Ladd Jr. is. You don't have to Google it. <laughs> He's an American film industry executive producer. He served as president of the 20th Century Fox from 1976 to 1979, obviously, during which he provided the production of Star Wars. I'm so glad you knew that off the top of your head. I knew it. Alan Ladd Jr. is the man who greenlit Star Wars. Mm. Sadly, he passed away at the age of 84 this past two weeks on March 2nd. March 2nd, yeah. Yep. So some fun facts about him. So he saw American Graffiti, which I guess is a movie that's Luke, or not Luke Skywalker, George Lucas Lucas made. Okay. Yes, he saw that movie. He saw it before it was released, and he was like, this is awesome. I want to meet George Lucas. So he met George Lucas, and Lucas pitched the idea of Star Wars, and Ladd said, this is awesome. Let's make it. Fox said, what are you doing? This is not going to be a good movie. But he was like, no, it's going to be a good movie. And guess what? Look where we're at now. It was a good movie. One of the largest franchises in the world. In happier, less sad news, we also got the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Woo, I haven't watched it. That's okay. (laughs) Should I not watch it? You've watched this movie. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any spoilers. I guess he dies after that, so there's nothing really more that I could know. Yeah, I'd say all around you're pretty safe. Okay, I will watch it then. Yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer has all of the internet very excited. I have been seeing a lot of people being excited about it. It looks very good. Is Liam Neeson in it? In the trailer? No. In the show? Liam Neeson is not credited as of now for being in the show. And I think we've talked about all of the big hitters for the show but like people are excited about coming back obviously there's there's good actors that are coming in that people know that have not been part of star wars yet but ewan mcgregor is coming back to reprise his role as obi-wan kenobi hayden christensen is coming back to reprise his role as darth vader joel edgerton is coming back as owen lars is it the younger actor <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 not okay. the really old one not the one that was in the wheelchair in the last movie those are the same guys? What? Never mind. 
Okay. No, no, no. So what I, what I thought my, my, my mind went, the guy who played in episode four is Owen's dad in episode two. But then I was like, no, 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 no. That's not like a super exciting one. Like Joel Edgerton coming back is exciting. But like the thing that people are really excited for is the fact that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are coming back. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing Ewan McGregor's like Twitter. He's talking about how he's super excited to have gotten to work with Hayden again and how it was a lot of fun. So I'm really excited for the show. And this happens every time there's a live action show. People are complaining on the Internet, which is normal. Uh, about the fact that a certain character doesn't look like his animated character perfectly. It's never going to happen. Yeah. People complained when Ahsoka showed up in The Mandalorian because her, like, head tails weren't long enough. You get the character (laughs) in the show. They've done an amazing job every single time. It's okay that the guy's face is not an oval. (laughs) I don't know anything. Yay! Yeah. Also, we plan on talking about Obi-Wan, but after it's all out. Yeah, because we don't want to do spoilers for the show. Like, we want people to be able to listen to the podcast and not be worried about Obi-Wan getting spoiled for them. So we want people to have at least a few months to be able to get Obi-Wan, you know, watched and then from there be able to come and listen to us talk about our thoughts on it and all of the fun little things and Easter eggs you might have missed. And I need to watch all of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, Miranda also has a lot of Star Wars. We still have (laughs) a lot of Star Wars to watch. So that's my fun, exciting Star Wars news for the day. Wow. I reposted a reel on our Instagram of Ewan. Ewan? How do you say the name? Ewan. Ewan McGregor saying that when he walks through grocery store doors, he still does his... He like Kenobi waves his hand finger. in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny. All right. So. A new movie. Let's get into this. Let's get into the movie. Let's do this. I'm very excited. This is your favorite movie. Yeah. So for those of you guys that may have missed me mention it in uh, one of our previous episodes, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie. It didn't used to be, but it is now. Can I tell you something? Yes. You didn't like it. No, I'm neutral about it. When we finished, Christopher goes, this is Ben's favorite movie. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't surprise me at all. I don't think I've processed my feelings quite yet. Well, so here's the thing. I didn't used to, like, I like, it was like, it was a good movie. Like, I grew up on this movie, right? Like, this is like, Mm -hmm. this is the first movie I went to the movie theaters to see. So, like, it has like a special place for me in that regard. But then also, it didn't used to be my favorite until I watched Clone Wars. Hmm. Because it makes Anakin's characters fall to the dark side, which we're going to talk about a lot. It makes more sense than it does just being like, I fought Count Dooku on Geonosis, and then I got married, and now I am cutting Count Dooku's head off. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's part of this episode. It's going to happen two seconds from now. True. <laughs> Should I start with the opening crawl? Yeah. War! <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> the Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku, and there are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, 
has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separate-Destroyed Army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Can I make a comment on the opening crawl? Yeah. It says heroes on both sides. What does that even mean? Yeah, uh, there aren't. Okay. <laughs> they don't show any of them. <laughs> I was like, technically, if like you're on the Jedi's side and there's heroes on both sides, that means there's actually traitors on the other side. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Um, Anyways, I was just in, like, what does that so, mean? <laughs> so here's the thing, right? We've talked about how the opening crawl for Star Wars has always spoiled the entire movie, usually, mm-hmm. right? Are you aware of the Snyder Cut of the Justice League? I have heard the terms. I don't know what they mean. That was my really bad impression of Kermit the Frog. (laughs) That was awful, if that was your goal. It wasn't originally my attempt. It just kind of happened. Okay. So, um, So the Snyder Cut was, a couple years ago, they released the Justice League movie. It was bad. (laughs) And then Snyder, who was the director, I believe, of the film, Mm -hmm. was like, here, have my Snyder cut, which is all of the stuff that I wanted in this movie that they wouldn't let me keep, as well as, like, the rest of the movie. And then it was good. So there's been, I don't know if I want, I don't want to say, like, a lot of people, but I know there's at least a portion of people that have been saying that they want the air quotes Snyder cut of Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith was originally four hours long. Yes, I knew that fact. Yeah, so Revenge of the Sith was originally four hours long and... That's so long. That is very long. It's a very long movie. It's almost like you would need to have an intermission and go use the bathroom and come back, (laughs) which is worth it. (laughs) So, for example, this opening scene that we're about to talk about where Anakin and Obi-Wan are going to save the Chancellor and this whole battle, this by itself was supposed to be an hour long. And it got trimmed down to like 20 minutes, 25 minutes-ish. Yeah. Give or take. Not that long. Yeah, yeah, not not an hour. Like, they trimmed a good three-fourths of it out, if not more. <laughs> when the opening crawl says there are heroes on both sides, it's very possible that we would have seen someone on the opposing side that was a spy, or... Uh, we see it in Clone Wars, where Padme goes and meets with Separatists, and they are having peace negotiations. Are they aggressive? No, no, no. They're they're not aggressive. They That was a joke. And we learn I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Ben is focused. They go and have peace negotiations and we learn that not all of the separatists agree with the war. They just didn't want to be part of the Republic anymore. And they try and like, we learn in that episode that there are people on each side that don't necessarily support the war. Well, like we'll get more into it when we get to that episode of the Clone Wars, but there's a good chance that something like that could have happened in this movie. And then it just didn't because they decided that it wasn't as important as what they did keep. 
Makes sense. Somewhere out there, there's a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to drag <laughs> it down. It's probably on Skywalker Ranch. There's a good chance it's on Skywalker Ranch. Probably in like a bin somewhere. Probably. Just sitting. Let's go. We're adding that to our one of our stops in our I, world tour. I would love that so much. <laughs> we'll just show up and knock on the door. <laughs> Well, you can go on tour there. So for those of you guys that don't know what Skywalker Ranch is, dude, this would be so easy for us to do, Miranda. Are we going on a tour to Skywalker Ranch? Yeah. It's pretty well known what Skywalker Ranch is, but... For my mom who's listening and doesn't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For my mom or my aunt or whatever. Skywalker <laughs> Ranch, what is, not was, is... A movie ranch and workplace for George Lucas, where they keep a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia and stuff that they use to film and all of this crazy stuff that you can go on tour with and see all of this super cool stuff that is in the movies. It's only 14 hours. Let's go. Don't tempt me, please. Miranda, Miranda, I'm coming on vacation to see you in June. We can for, just trade out for a and week. just drive. We don't need to stop, for okay? For one week. person drives, one person sleeps. You have no idea how down I am for this. You don't understand. <laughs> Christopher, we're going to California. <laughs> okay, anyways. Should we talk about the Star Wars movie? We should probably talk about the movie. We're doing we're doing our normal spend half an hour talking about random stuff in the middle of recording. Because usually that happens before recording. Not this time. Well, so as the opening crawl disappears, the opening shot of the film lasts 76 seconds after the disappearance of the opening crawl. So the crawl goes away. 76 seconds of the opening shot, which is the longest in any Star Wars film, which is just a fun little tidbit. A minute and 10 seconds is a long time for yeah. movies. There's a minute and 10 seconds I could have cut out. Yeah. Give me more that. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? You know what else I could have cut out? Every scene with Anakin and um, Padme trying to flirt. Could have cut those out, added them somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> other other spots I think you could cut. Any scene with Yoda's face, could have cut that out. No. In- <laughs> no. No. Okay, we'll move on. Those ones are important. <laughs> Especially in this yeah. movie. Yoda like clutching his heart and then that's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. Anyways, okay, we'll move on. <laughs> on to the movie. Let's do this. We are finishing off these prequels. Yeah, how today is how, part how one. Exciting. I yeah, can't part talk one. today. <laughs> so we're starting off this movie with Palpatine playing Among Us and the Jedi think they're playing Clue. Oh. oh <laughs> like Ben said, two Jedis have been dispatched to go save Palpatine, who has been kidnapped. With air quotes. Kidnapped. So Anakin and Obi-Wan are flying through space. I would just like to note that whoever changed their hairstyles, good on you. Because they got rid of that braid and whatever was going on with Obi-Wan's hair. (laughs) Yeah, Obi-Wan. I'm assuming that Obi-Wan finally looks like the image of Obi-Wan that you have like in your head. Yes. Yeah, every time you said that. that (laughs) Yeah, every time you said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's episode three, but we're going to find out. This is Obi-Wan that I know. Yeah, Anakin has nice, long, curly hair. Much better than whatever was going on in that last movie. Mm-hmm. 
There's a so in Clone Wars while we're talking about it, talking about the hair. There's a fun little thing that like my friend and I have picked up on as the show like goes from like season one to the final season. His hair like progressively gets longer, and like you see that transformation from having that braid. Is there a whole scene where he chops off the braid, like a Mulan scene? I don't think so. There should be. So yeah, Anakin and Obi Wan are in their ETA two class Jedi starfighters, which is a super cool looking. Sh- I mean, I personally think it's a super cool looking ship. I grew up with this stuff, so I'm like, <laughs> I love all of this stuff so much. Real quick before we move into the movie, there's a fun little fact. It doesn't get said, but in the script and on action figures, they identified Anakin and Obi-Wan as having the call signs Red 5 and Red Leader, uh, respectfully. So Anakin would have been Red 5 and Obi-Wan was Red Leader. The reason why this is cool is because Red 5 was Luke Skywalker's call sign during the first Death Star battle. Mm. And then Red Leader was Wedge Antilles' call sign during that same battle. I don't know who that is. He's one of the characters that is in an X-Wing with Luke when they're going to fight the Death Star. And another cool little part about this is that Wedge Antilles' actor, Dennis Lawson, is Ewan McGregor's uncle. Hmm. Yeah, so Ewan McGregor's uncle, Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge, had the call sign Red Leader, and now Obi-Wan has the call sign Red Leader. Nice. Yeah. So they're hurtling through space. Obi-Wan does not look like he's having fun. Obi-Wan, as we've kind of established from this from these movies, hates flying. Yeah. Hates spaceships. He was like, This is this is for droids. I yeah, he said yeah, he says that. He goes, I shouldn't be doing this. This flying is for droids. <laughs> I like all of his throwaway lines. Yeah, he has so many and they're always so fun and so good. Which is why another part of this reason that I love this movie so much, there's so many memes in this movie. You get <laughs> hello there, just all of these fun little like things that are throwaway jokes. <laughs> so Anakin and Obi-Wan are going towards General Grievous's capital ship, which is where Chancellor Palpatine is. We have vulture droids fly off of the ship. Are those those little spider things? No, so those are, so the vulture droids are the ones on the ship that, like, jump up and then they, like, and fly, and then they shoot the, they're the ones that, that shoot the missiles. That was very helpful. I know, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even know how to, like, describe them to you. They're blue. Oh, okay, they look like a spaceship, and they have four, they kind of look like shooters on the sides of them. You know what they look like? They look like the Star Trek spaceship. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Ben looks mad. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> their sides their sides can turn and become legs. Okay. Yeah, so they're the ones that shoot the missiles at Anakin and Obi Wan that turn into the spider droids. That are those are Buzz droids. Okay. They get attacked. Obi Wan gets Buzz droids on his ship, which start destroying him. Anakin shoots Obi Wan. <laughs> Don't know why that was a good idea, but he does it. Obi-Wan's like, you're not helping me. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Oh, right. Oops. My bad. <laughs> Man, there's so many fun little, like, fun facts for just this scene. In the opening sequence, 
the second separatist ship that gets destroyed a piece of debris flies and into the clone star destroyer that shot it and that debris is a kitchen sink <laughs> and it was put there as a uh, by ILM as a joke for someone saying we're throwing everything in the sequence but the kitchen sink and so they were like we're throwing that too <laughs> Which, like, isn't important for the movie, but it's just, like, it's, like, a fun little, fun little fact. Fun facts for everyone today, honestly. Can I share a fun fact? Yeah. When they were filming this scene, Hayden Christensen and Ewan, Ewan McGregor had to put their feet up in the window so that you didn't see their knees when at, like, a certain angle that they were oh, shooting them. They did not fit in the Starfighters, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's funny. Obi-Wan is telling Anakin, hey, leave me behind. I'm toast. Like, I'm going to die here. I hate flying. (laughs) This is how I go. Leave me. And Anakin says, I'm not going to leave you, master. Which comes up again. They get into General Grievous's ship. Obi-Wan's ship starts, like, sliding across this hangar floor. And he opens the cockpit and jumps out while it's sliding, ignites his lightsaber, and takes out, like, three droids all at once. Anakin, which is weird, because you would think that it would be the other way around. Anakin just sits in his ship, lets it stop sliding, unbuckles, and opens his door. (laughs) He's trying to be a new person. (laughs) He's like... And he's like, click, okay, now I can get out and I can help my master. Everyone's like, get me out of the ship, it's trash. I hate it. So after they get out of their ship, Obi-Wan tells R2-D2 that he needs to find where Palpatine is as they Mm -hmm. are fighting their droids. And so once they know that, they run off to go get Palpatine and R2-D2 just gets left behind and he has to hide. They give him a little intercom. They say, here, stay here. Which is kind of funny because then when they're in the elevator, Obi-Wan's like yelling at R2-D2 and R2-D2's trying to hide, but Obi-Wan's voice is echoing through this garage. Yeah. And the B2 battle droids that are like looking at Anakin, it's Anakin's starfighter. They're like, what? What's that noise? (laughs) What is that? And and R2's like freaking out, like moving backwards into this corner and like sticks the intercom inside of this compartment in front of him. The voice, like it starts echoing inside of him instead of like out. (laughs) And he's like, please be quiet. (laughs) I just love R2. Yeah, it's he's great. I love R2 so and much. And when Anakin kind of scolds Obi-Wan for being mean to R2, I was like, yeah, Anakin, you've yeah, got some yeah. good in you. So they're in the elevator. They get into this elevator and they cut all these droids up. And then R2 makes the elevator go down. Well, no, they're going up in the elevator and then it stops. And they're like, hey, R2, we need you to, we need you to make us go. And so yeah. Anakin, the ever impatient one, cuts a hole in the ceiling, jumps out, and is getting ready to, like, just walk. Mm-hmm. And then R2 drops the elevator. Like, he just, like, falls. <laughs> <laughs> and Obi-Wan falls over. And then he, st- like, he stands up and he's like, no, 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 we need to be going up. And Anakin's like jumps off of the elevator as it falls, grabs on this ledge, and these droids open up the door, and they're like, "Hey, put your hands up, Jedi!" Like he's got his arms above his head, holding onto this ledge. Like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then R2 stops the elevator again, and then he makes it go up, and everyone's like, "That's better." 
And so the elevator's coming up, and Anakin sees it coming and does all this flipping, jumping, and then lands on top of it, and it breaks the two droids that, like, have their heads out. Anakin's like, yeah, what, what was that all about? And everyone's like, well, you know, and he's like, don't say there was a loose wire. Don't say that about R2. <laughs> he's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And then the Anakin door's goes, open. He's trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't say anything. He's trying his best. He's my sweet little boy. You don't go after R2. They open the elevator doors and they go out. And there's Chancellor Palpatine. Casually sitting in a chair, turns around, literally looks like he's in his villain chair. Yeah, he is in his <laughs> villain chair. Like, he's in, like, a throne. Oh, there's handcuffs on it. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's like, he's in trouble. And so it's like, he's chilling. Like, I saw that. I was like, my man's straight up just in his villain throne. Why is he not in the brig? There yeah. are jail cells on these ships. Why is he in this, like, fancy room? He's in a throne, looking out at the control center. (laughs) No, he's like, I'm in charge. Which is true, like, he is in charge. When Leia was captured, she was thrown in a cell. Yeah, exactly. She's a princess. So, yeah. That's just a kind of funny little thing, is that throne. I'm wondering if that throne, is that the same throne the Emperor uses in Return of the Jedi? Uh, I don't know, because I've never seen that. Yeah, you haven't seen it, but... I was going to say, in every movie I've seen, he's been like a projection. Yeah, well, in the next movie we're going to watch, he'll be sitting in another chair. For If any of you know, before we watch the next movie, send us a message. Let us know if you know if that chair is anything more significant than just looking like his evil villain fancy chair. fancy throne. Yeah. Can I also note that Palpatine looks younger in this movie than he did in the last one? Interesting. I didn't pick he up on that. He looked very sickly in the last one. His hair was strands and he had spots all over him. Maybe I'm making things up, but when we started watching this movie, I was like, he looks younger. He looks healthier. He started a new skincare routine, obviously. Possibly. You know, sucking souls out of people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for your skin yeah so there go they go over and they're talking to palpatine and then palpatine says hey be careful count dooku's here so they turn around and count dooku like walks in front flips off of the ledge <laughs> no because they because they go up the stairs at one point but he does he does front flip oh, yeah, he they, walks like, in and they, is like what up and then yeah, front like, flips, flips off of the- <laughs> yeah, like, flips down <clears throat> you're right yeah they anakin when they're fighting they go back up the stairs the Chancellor says, hey, request for backup because you don't got this. And Obi-Wan turns to him and says, Chancellor Palpatine, Sith Lords are our speciality. Which is not true. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that at all, but the only Sith Lord that they fought in the last hundreds of years was Darth Maul. And when he showed up, they were like, Sith still exist? We thought we killed all of you, like, hundreds of years ago. Sith kills Qui-Gon, almost kills Obi-Wan. And so that's Obi-Wan's like... I got this. I done it once. <laughs> I, I did it once, I can do it again. Sith Lords are Jedi's <laughs> specialty. Count Dooku has been bodying Jedi for, like, years at this point. He's already fought Dooku before and lost. Yeah, I don't understand this line. Like, it's kind of just a throwaway line. They just thought it would be fun. Yeah, I understand it from, like, a throwaway line standpoint, but, like... When you really start to think about it. Yeah, when you really start to break it down, um, they don't got it at all. probably the thing you know the least about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, this episode is just really chock full of fun facts, but I've got another fun fact about this scene. 
I'm so excited. Um, when they filmed this entire scene, mm-hmm. Christopher Lee was not there. <laughs> what? What do you mean? He wasn't on set when they filmed I it. I didn't know this. How does he fight them then? He got he got filmed at a different time, and then they put the two the two shots together. You're telling me? Yeah, I am. That Anakin Skywalker, my my, my boy, fought nobody. Was waving his <laughs> lightsaber around in front of him, doing all these cool like lightsaber moves, and Christopher Lee was not there. He's just waving in the air. Correct. What the word? Okay. Second fun fact about this scene. This set was the largest set of the 72 sets that they used in this movie. Interesting. Those are my two fun facts for this moment. There will be more fun facts. Maybe this scene should have been an hour long. You know, maybe they should have. They used all their money on the set. Should have used it. So Anakin and Dooku fight it out. It's a pretty decent fight. Not the best one in this movie. It's significantly better than Anakin and Dooku's fight in the last movie. You couldn't see the fight at all? We had Christopher Lee's face and then Anakin's face with like blue and red lights flashing over their faces over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that that fight. Yes. Improvement, but not the best. It's still significantly better than some of the fights that we've gotten. Obi-Wan takes out the two B2 battle droids that are there. And then tries to help Anakin. Anakin really carried this fight with Dooku. Yeah. Obi-Wan got kicked in the face once. He does state that his powers doubled. Yes. His powers have doubled since the last time they fought. Count Dooku says, good, twice the pride, double the fall. Ooh. So he's like very confident in the fact that like he's out to win. He practiced that line in the mirror. Probably. So Obi-Wan finally catches up to them and then gets force choked and thrown across the room and then has a walkway dropped on top of him. Like, Kanduku's like, I don't want to deal with you. Question, why did that walkway not break his legs? Looked pretty painful. Even Palpatine was like, ooh, that hurt. That's a good point. (laughs) I'm not sure if this is in canon or in Legends, and I may have already mentioned this before. Count Dooku really wanted Obi-Wan on his side. So he's constantly like, let's get you out of my way because mm-hmm. I don't want to kill you. I just want to like knock you Not out. Not deal like, with you. <laughs> let's just, we're going to work on you in a minute. Go away. Please be patient. I will come to you when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And so the fight continues between Anakin and Count Dooku. Anakin kicks him off the ledge, does a flip to chase him. They're fighting. And then Count Dooku like, goes to like stab him or something. And Anakin grabs both of his hands and cuts his arms off in one fell swoop. Just cuts both of his arms off, catches his lightsaber, and then holds them both executioner style over Count Dooku's neck. First person to lose their limbs in this movie. As is Star Wars, everyone loses <laughs> limbs. This one has the most so far. I believe it has the most out of all of the in movies. All of them? Yeah, there's a lot of limbs that get cut off in this movie. Limb count two. Two? We're already at two? Yeah, he lost two arms. Oh, okay, I guess so. I was thinking one person, but he did lose two hands. Yeah, two arms gone. So in the battle between Count Dooku and Anakin, Mm -hmm. while Palpatine is like in his throne, Palpatine was originally had more dialogue in this scene, and he's shouting at Anakin, and one of the lines pertained to Attack of the Clones, the last movie, in which 
Palpatine exposes Dooku for paying the Tusken Raiders to kill Shmi. No, that is in the movie. He doesn't straight out say, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't straight out say, hey, Dooku did this. After Anakin is upset about killing Dooku, Palpatine's like, this isn't the first time um, that Dooku's done you wrong because your mom, well, your mom over there. He doesn't say your mom. He says he cut off your hand. You wanted revenge. Yeah. And then he also brings up the fact that his, the Tusken Raiders. What? I have to look at this. Screen. I don't think he says your mom, but he does bring up the Tusken Raiders. I'm going to look this up right now so that I don't have to come back and record. <laughs> So, well, so that's that's. Yeah, and he just leaves Anakin to. That's not think him about exposing that. exposing Dooku. That was him saying, "Hey, you wanted revenge when you killed Dooku because he cut off your arm. Remember that last time that you wanted revenge because the Sand People okay. killed your mom. So you went over and you slaughtered them all. Same, same thing. It's the same. Just no big deal." But yeah, the, he does mention the Tusken Raiders, but it's not him exposing Dooku for torturing. He's not sitting there being like, hey, Dooku yeah. did that. Yeah, so so Palpatine originally had a line saying that Dooku paid the Tuscans to kidnap, torture, and kill Shmi. That got cut when they cut it from a four-hour movie to a two-hour movie. Because that whole fight scene was supposed to be an hour long. Well... Between them flying their ships, fighting Dooku yeah. and Grievous. Like, that whole <laughs> thing was supposed to be an hour. Should have been. Could have been. At this point, Anakin's like, all right, well, you're my prisoner now. Palpatine starts whispering in his ear. Do it. You should kill him. And Anakin says it's not the Jedi way. Palpatine says he's too dangerous to be left alive. And so he cuts his head off and then immediately is like, I shouldn't have done that. I just killed an unarmed prisoner. That was against the Jedi code by a lot. Which this is not the first time that he will be in this situation. Yeah. And I believe it was the novelization of this movie. Because a lot of people say, when he says, hey, Anakin, you should kill him. Why didn't Count Dooku just immediately go, hey, uh, by the way, that's the bad guy. Yeah, that's the Sith Lord you've been searching for. He's right there. Don't kill me, please. Get him. <laughs> yeah, he's already in He's already in handcuffs. You should, uh, you should get that guy right there. I believe it was the novelization of this movie. But it talks about how Count Dooku was just shocked and stunned to silence. It finally clicked in his brain what the betrayal of the Sith means. Master versus apprentice. They're not there to be friends and to work together. Mm -hmm. The master is always like, I'm going to teach you so that eventually you can hopefully become stronger than me. But also, I don't want to die. Yeah. It's all about betrayal. There's none of this is them being friends or him working side by side with Palpatine. Palpatine was always two or three steps ahead of him. From there, boom, Anakin cuts off his head, which you could say is a third limb loss. Ooh. Limb count three. I gotta keep track of this. I mean, Dooku does look pretty shocked when Palpatine tells Anakin to kill him. He kind of looks over like, say what? Yeah, because this was all a grand scheme, right? This was all part of the plan. Mm -hmm. The plan for Dooku was, I'm gonna capture Palpatine. I'm gonna get caught by the Jedi. The Jedi are gonna take me prisoner. I'm gonna sit in a prison cell. And then as soon as the war ends... 
Palpatine is going to be like, just kidding. Dooku is my right hand man and I'm leaving him of all war crimes and ta-da, congratulations, you're not a prisoner. And then it turned into him dying. His plan that he thought was what was supposed to happen was really just Palpatine being like, okay, well, I need Anakin to turn to the dark side. So say goodbye to your head. Good luck. Yeah. So Anakin lets Palpatine out of his throne and runs over to Obi-Wan. Lets him out of his throne. (laughs) Runs over to Obi-Wan. Palpatine is like, leave him. We don't have time. We gotta go. And Anakin turns and looks at him and says, his fate will be the same as ours. Palpatine kind of gets this look like, oh crap, I still have work to do here. He's not evil. Gosh dang it. Yeah, so Anakin grabs everyone and they're they're running. The Republic is shooting at this ship still, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they know that their Chancellor is on it. Is in it? Yeah. You would think that they wouldn't want to blow up the ship that he's on. Mm-hmm. Unless they know something. <gasps> no, they don't. Aww. Anakin gets R2 to open up the doors to the elevator. And as this is happening, the ship gets shot, starts plummeting towards Coruscant. They like barely grab on the ledge that is now what was the wall of the elevator shaft is now the floor and they're like hanging on. They pull themselves up and they're just running down this elevator shaft. <laughs> Grievous is ordering all of his droids to get everything fixed. They, they bottom out right above the planet. Now all of a sudden, instead of running down the elevator shaft, they're falling. <laughs> <laughs> and so Anakin catches something with his robot arm. Palpatine is like hanging onto his leg. Obi-Wan is like draped over Anakin's back and wakes up and freaks out and like wraps his arms around him. Could you imagine being knocked out in a room and then waking up hanging in an elevator shaft? (laughs) Very terrifying. (laughs) And then this elevator is plummeting towards them. And Anakin's like, hey, R2, please make a stop. Please make a stop. Obi-Wan's like, nope, it's too late. Let go. We're falling. (laughs) So they fall and they get their grappling hooks. They grapple onto something and they fall into a door right as the elevator like flies past them. From there, they're running to a hangar to try and find anything to get them off of this ship. Anakin tells R2 to meet up with them and then ray shields activate. They get caught. R2 comes flying in screaming. That's my favorite thing, is anytime R2 screams. <laughs> like slams into a wall, and then... Right before, though, Anakin's sitting there going, R2's gonna come, and he's gonna save us. It'll be fine. Just and patience. I, I, Obi-Wan's like, oh, really? Patience. And patience. R2 screams, slams into a wall, and he's like, see, look, I was right. And then droids like surround them, and like, oh, maybe I wasn't right. <laughs> so they get caught by a bunch of battle droids and taken to the bridge to General Grievous. Their lightsabers get given to Grievous and he says, your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection and slides them into his coat where you have two more lightsabers. Dun, dun, dun. One of those lightsabers was Jedi Master Shock T, her lightsaber. Well, you will meet her when we watch the Clone Wars. Okay. She got killed protecting Palpatine when Grievous came to kidnap him. We get a fun little interaction between Grievous and our two Jedi. Grievous calls Obi-Wan the negotiator because Obi-Wan generally tries to negotiate situations instead of fighting. 
And then he looks at Anakin and says, Anakin Skywalker, I thought someone with your reputation would be a little older. And then Anakin cracks back and is like, General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. And like pisses him (laughs) off. (laughs) Just because Anakin can. But because of this interaction in the Clone Wars TV show, because Grievous is like a main character in that show, right? Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan and Anakin are constantly, like, trying to go capture him or, like, Grievous shows up and fights them. But because of this interaction, Anakin and Grievous have never met before this point. Mm. So when they wrote the show, The Clone Wars, they had to figure out how to write Anakin away from Obi-Wan every single time. Because Obi-Wan will fight <laughs> Grievous, but Anakin <laughs> will be off somewhere else. <laughs> Whether he's trying to save someone or like he's fighting something else. They had to figure out a way that made sense for Anakin to never meet Grievous. Never have seen him before. Yeah, never seen him before. Or else this interaction between Grievous and Anakin makes no sense, right? (laughs) Because if they've fought before, then all of a sudden it's, you're shorter than I expected. I saw you two weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a fun little thing that Dave Filoni had to figure out along with the other writers for the Clone Wars show. Can I also say that Grievous is not who I thought I was going to be seeing? Oh, interesting. Uh, What were you (laughs) expecting? I thought General Grievous was the giant frog thing. There's like a a general who kind of looks like a frog. Okay, well, you say everything looks like a frog that's an alien, so that doesn't help me (laughs) in the slightest. Let me see if I can... That is Admiral Akbar, not General Grievous. (laughs) Well, that's what I was expecting to see, and then I saw a robot. Yep. So Anakin and I were both surprised by who we were meeting. Interesting. (laughs) R2 goes full like crazy mode at this point to distract everything. They get their lightsabers back using the force and they get out of their handcuffs and a fight breaks out. General Grievous is just skirting around everything, trying not to fight anyone, and then tells Obi-Wan, haha, you lose, and breaks the window of the spaceship, sucking all of the oxygen into space. Everyone's like gonna get sucked into space. Grievous gets sucked into space. He's fine with it and gets this grappling hook thing, pulls himself back on the ship, and he ejects all of the escape pods, except for like the one that he's on, and he leaves. I have another fun fact. General Grievous coughs a lot. Yeah. It is George Lucas. George Lucas got sick on set and then was like, hey, record my cough. And then used it for General Grievous. That's interesting. I was confused about why General Grievous is coughing. Because isn't he a droid? Why would a droid cough? So, yes. The reason is because General Grievous is actually a cyborg. The story of Grievous is that he was a warlord on this planet, Kali. And there was a war happening between the Kalish, which is his species, and the Yamri. I'm probably saying that wrong. From the planet Huck. During this war, Grievous gets this disdain for Jedi. He just hates them. Mm-hmm. His potential gets recognized by uh, Sidious and Dooku. And so in a coordinated incident, I guess. <laughs> I like the term. <laughs> A coordinated incident. <laughs> Grievous sustains like life-threatening injuries. Dooku and Palpatine take Grievous and they turn him into a cyborg and they're like, welcome, pledge your allegiance to us because we saved your life. 
join us or die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> Grievous is the cyborg now that uh, Dooku trains to be a Sith. Not a Sith, but train because he's not force sensitive. It's trains him in the Sith ways. He trains him in lightsaber combat because they want to turn him into this like metalloid monstrosity that is sent to kill Jedi at all times. They're just like, here you go. Go kill the Jedi that you hate. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You know how to use a lightsaber. So that's why he coughs is because he's this cyborg that crashed on this moon or I think it was a moon that he crashed on mm-hmm. is probably in this like burning ship. We see later Obi-Wan like rips his chest panel open and all it is is just mm-hmm. organs. There's no like chest. It's like a metal frame dangling that protects there. his like dangling lungs and heart and all of his like internal organs. Originally in the 2003 Clone Wars, he didn't cough. Hmm. There's supposed to be like a panel where his chest is. Mm-hmm. It's just like the two pieces that cover up his organs. His ribs. Yeah. So there was supposed to be another piece. Mace Windu like rips off, crushes, and like messes with his lungs. Oh. That is no longer canon. And in the 2008 Clone Wars, he does still cough. And that's before this is all taking place. So. Hmm. He just has a cough. Okay. Yeah. But he's not a droid that has a cough. Yeah, he's not a droid that has a cough. He's an alien that got turned into a cyborg. Do you want to hear my fun fact about General Grievous? I would love to hear your fun fact about General Grievous, Miranda. Thanks. So one of the earlier concepts of General Grievous is that he was a child. Interesting. But George Lucas thought that people wouldn't take a child seriously as being the deadliest hand-to-hand fighter in the galaxy. So he scratched that idea. I honestly think that would be super interesting for a master villain to be a child Uh and would put a lot of conflict, I think, especially for Obi-Wan to have to fight a child. Right. I understand why they changed it. I just thought it would be super interesting if that was the deal. If the deal was it was actually a child that has been, like, causing all of these problems for everyone, not a giant metal monster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand the the choice in the shift from a child to our coughing cyborg monster. Also, um, General Grievous's face was inspired by the shape of a bathroom detergent spray nozzle. Oh. <laughs> Does that make him less intimidating? I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like you get inspiration from what you have, whatever you get inspiration. Yeah, I from. mean, all of the droids' but, heads are the same. So, I mean, all of the ships in Star Wars are made from trash that they kind of compiled and made a ship. That's true. That's true. They didn't kind of just like <laughs> piece stuff together. They're like, they're like, you know, this soda bottle cap would look really cool right here, spray painted gray. It's true, and it did. <laughs> look at it. It's cool. <laughs> Anyways, after General Grievous gets sucked out of the window, Anakin and Obi-Wan have to jump in and save the day. And because Anakin's a Skywalker, he can fly anything. Yeah, Obi-Wan even like turns and looks at him and is like, can you fly this? (laughs) And And Anakin's like, do you mean, can I safely land this? Maybe. (laughs) We're gonna find out. (laughs) I, I don't understand why all of a sudden the ship is like not working anymore because it was fine before Grievous ejected all the escape I think, pods. Yeah, I was gonna say they they said that it's because the escape pods were all gone. 
But that doesn't make any sense. Unless the ship's programmed to be like, all the escape pods are gone. Uh, I'm done. Time to shut down. <laughs> Time to break. So they're plummeting towards Coruscant. And Anakin's like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, the back half of this ship just rips off. It just... <laughs> and they go, oh, that's not good. Everyone's like, that's okay. We're still flying half, half of the of ship. The ship. <laughs> And this whole time, Palpatine just looks scared. He's yeah, like, I was thinking like, if I was Palpatine, I would just be screaming. Because <laughs> like... well, his, ma- his master plan, right? His master plan was, I get captured. I get Anakin to kill Dooku. We leave. Everything's fine. No. His master plan has turned into, I got kidnapped, air quotes, by Grievous. I got Anakin to kill Dooku, and now I have two psychopaths that have now kidnapped me. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> My plan has gone off the rails. Two maniacs are running me through a spaceship, flying half of a spaceship, and all around just making poor life decisions all the time. He's like, this is where it ends. This is how it ends. <laughs> He's like, man, my master plan fall- fell apart, and now I'm going to die. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> die on this spaceship. <laughs> so they're plummeting towards Coruscant, and we have these Arc 170s, which were the ships that the clones were flying in earlier. They're spraying water all over the ship. They're like, we gotta get this thing not on fire. I loved that they had firefighter spaceships. <laughs> Isn't that super funny? Like, <laughs> um, we gotta put it out. It's all they just on fire. see this ship coming at them on fire, and they're like, ring the bell, get the firemen. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so the clones are putting out all of these fires. They hit the ground, they slide, they take out this control tower, and they're sliding, and they're sliding, and then all of a sudden, like, they stop. Everyone kind of looks around. Obi-Wan, who hates flying, Hair so I don't flip. really... I don't really, yeah, he like kind of flips his hair and like runs his fingers through his ha- like hair and he goes, another happy landing. And just like grins <laughs> from ear to ear like, I am the funniest <laughs> person ever. It's like, <laughs> Obi-Wan, <laughs> you almost died. <laughs> like this is seven, not the time. <laughs> you almost died seven different times and now you almost die landing a half of a spaceship and you're grinning from ear to ear and you're like yeah he escaped death seven times <laughs> he's like i'm perfect <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna say six i'm gonna say it six times he he landed he didn't no risking death he's a cat six of his seven lives used gone <laughs> <laughs> So this is where we're going to end this episode. We only made it through the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, but we had so much to talk about. So we're going to split this up in a different way than we normally do. Yeah. So instead of doing a two part, uh, like doing our normal part one, part two for a movie, we're going to break it into probably three parts. I don't think we're going to get it into four parts. That'd be so much. (laughs) I imagine we're going to get the middle I say the middle, the beginning (laughs) and middle part of this movie into part two. And then we'll get all of the final stuff into a part three. And then in that one, we'll also talk about, you know, Miranda's Miranda's thoughts on the movie and also uh, her 
Prediction. Yeah, everyone's favorite Miranda's predictions for episode six. We're going back to the original trilogy and we're going to finish that trilogy off as soon as we finish out Revenge of the Sith. From there, we will continue on with our schedule. Closing comments, thoughts, feelings, emotions, passions, uh, <laughs> all those other things. Well, obviously we know that I'm very passionate about this movie. Um, yeah, the f- fact that we have to split this up into three parts <laughs> because yeah. we were just spewing out left and right. <laughs> Fun fact here. Fun facts for everyone. I, I love this movie between the fact that I can name random spaceships. So like Anakin and Obi-Wan's spaceships were the ETA to Jedi class starfighters and the clones that were helping them were in the ARC-170 starfighters. There's just so much stuff from this era of Star Wars. This is Star Wars for me, right? This is the Star Wars mm-hmm. that this is the first movie I saw in theaters this is like I grew up playing Star Wars games that were like set in this time period because that's the games that were being released at the time. And so I love this movie. Um, like one thing. Our last fun fact. <laughs> yeah, our last little fun fact. So like this this movie is called Revenge of the Sith, which was a play on the fact that George Lucas had originally planned on calling the subtitle for episode six which is Return of the Jedi, was originally going to be Revenge of the Jedi, but he had decided that revenge was not suitable, like a suitable attitude for a Jedi, because in this movie, it's about the triumph of the Sith over the Jedi. Revenge was an appropriate term, he felt, for the Sith. It's just kind of like a fun little throwback to his plan for Return of the Jedi, which is now Revenge of the Sith. Like I said, this movie is is my favorite Star Wars movie, so I I can talk about I can talk about stuff like this forever and ever. I don't know, Miranda, what about what what's what's your thoughts? So, I don't like Anakin, right? Right. I was having conflicting feelings about him in this movie because there's little hints everywhere of his potential to be good, mm-hmm. and I I like that Anakin. Right. But Anakin running around whining about how much his life sucks and how he's going to defeat death annoys me. So it was this back and forth like, Anakin, you have so much potential. You could be the the great character that I want you to be. (laughs) I honestly feel like that's on purpose, right? Yeah. Because we get this hero that we know is going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. We have that inevitable failure of Anakin becoming Darth Vader. But we see in these movies that Anakin had so much potential if it wasn't for Palpatine to become such an amazing... <laughs> if Qui-Gon hadn't died. Yeah, if Qui-Gon hadn't died and Palpatine wasn't using Anakin, yeah, we have all of this potential for Anakin to turn into this wonderful man and father and this uh, wonderful, amazing Jedi that helps bring balance to the force and you know peace to the galaxy but we see him slowly slipping Mm -hmm. and moving down this down this path that leads him towards becoming darth vader the thing with why some villains are such great villains is because like i can see myself in anakin right like i can see myself being this wonderful amazing person but also if you know, circumstances were different, 
I could also see where if something happened and I got mm-hmm. moved down this path where if I was a Jedi, would I also have fallen to the dark side? I've stated before that I don't agree with the Jedi. Yeah. From my perspective, I can look at it and go, I don't agree with the Jedi. I don't agree with the Sith. I know what's going to happen down the road. This is what I would do. But if you're in the, if you're in that situation and I don't agree with the Jedi, I don't agree with the Sith, but I can't see the future. What do I yeah. do? Yeah, exactly. If you constantly have your shoulder angel and devil where your devil is Palpatine and your angel is an unconscious Obi-Wan Kenobi because Dooku knocked him out, it's going to be very hard to listen to the other side of that and you're going to move towards a path that you don't think you're going to go down. At this point, Anakin has no intention of turning to the dark side. Anakin is just trying to be the best Jedi he can be and... Mm -hmm. It's not working. Speaking of being able to see the future and knowing what's going to happen in the story, Mm -hmm. we went into these stories, especially me, knowing that he was going to become Darth Vader. But even when the movies first came out, people went into it knowing that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if the movies had been made episode one through whatever it is. Yeah, episode one through nine. Would his story seem more of a downfall? Whereas right now when we watch it, you're just waiting for him to turn into Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking that he's a good guy and then suddenly plot twist, he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. You're just waiting for him to finally make that leap. Yeah. So I wonder if they had made it episodes one through X, if it would have been more shocking Yeah, and I think the only way to, like, truly find that out is having a child watch these movies for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because with you, you know, you've never seen Star Wars. Yeah, you've never seen Star Wars, but you knew stuff. You knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father. You knew Mm -hmm. that, you know, Anakin was Darth Vader. You knew these things that weren't necessarily... I don't want to say I had that. already been spoiled. <laughs> and it's part of the fact that Star Wars, people, you know, people that don't watch Star Wars will try and tell me that, like, Star Wars isn't an enormous part of American culture, mm-hmm. but it's everywhere. We've seen that with you watching these movies and doing our podcast because Star Wars gets spoiled for you all over the place. Like, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but you were watching, um, what was that show? Cobra Kai. Yeah, you were watching Cobra Kai and something got and, spoiled. And Parks and Rec. Yeah, these shows <laughs> that like people people are like, I don't like Star Wars, but I like Cobra Kai and I like Parks and Rec. Star Wars is still a part of that, just in a very minute manner. So ingrained in our culture and in all of our media that the only way to truly like know if the hero's downfall, because that's, that, that's what that's called, right? We have like in story, there's... The hero's journey? Yes. So there's the hero's journey where like, which we experience with Luke, hero's downfalls, that same grain, right? Like that's something that like is used or is that just like a term that I'm making up on my brain? No, that's a real term. I feel like the only real way to know if the hero's downfall is going to be shocking is if you have, you know, like when I have children in the future like this then is not we'll like, be doing this test <laughs> I, i'm gonna like i'm gonna find out i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch these movies with my kids i don't know what order i'll watch them maybe it'll be the same order that i watched them with you but maybe i'll just say hey let's watch you know episode one which is probably where i'll start because episode one is feels a lot more like more kid friendly kid friendly 
that's the only way I feel like we can truly know if Anakin's downfall really feels real. This kid that has no spoilers, they do not know that all of these things about Star Wars that we grew up with, finding out that way. So my last thought on uh, just at this point is I think it's interesting. I went into this thinking that this was Luke's story. This was Luke's journey. But so far, everything I've watched, it feels more like the perspective has shifted to Anakin. Mm -hmm. He's been in every single movie and it feels like I'm now following his journey to becoming to whatever he becomes in the next movie. Less of Luke's story. It now feels like even when I watch Luke's portions, I'm still learning Darth Vader's story just from somebody else's perspective. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting that like, if you just watch episodes four, five, and six, you're watching Luke's story. Mm -hmm. You're watching the hero's journey of Luke going from a farm boy to a Jedi. But when you watch Star Wars, at least from the regards of episodes one through six, you're watching the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I I think those are good thoughts. It's hard to do our, like, normal, like, outro stuff because what's your favorite and least favorite character? Oh, well, we've met three characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about that. I like Obi-Wan, but I'm having conflicted feelings on yeah, Anakin. Yeah, I'm having conflicting feelings about Anakin. We know that R2-D2 is your favorite, our screaming little droid. With that, uh, I think we'll end it here, and then we will pick up right where we left off. Not really going to cut much out. Just go straight into (laughs) another happy landing and go from there and just continue along with this movie that I love. And I know know Christopher doesn't. And I'm curious to know his thoughts on it. He's our secret third host. (laughs) He does message us on Instagram, which you guys can do. Oh, the segue. The segue. (laughs) So, yeah. Christopher messages us on Instagram his thoughts and feelings about our podcast and Star Wars, which we would love for you guys to do. We have our Instagram, Jedi Master Class. We have Jedi Master Class Pod. Sorry. We have our email that you can email us at, which is also Jedi Master Class Pod. And then we just started a Twitter. Which is... Which is empty because neither of us know how to use Twitter. Well, we know how to use Twitter. We just don't. Our Twitter handle is Jedi Class Pod. So if you want to message us on any of those respective platforms, please do. We love hearing from people and we really want to be able to share your thoughts and your feelings on our podcast and include you guys as much as possible. We really want to be able to build a community with you guys and grow as a community from there. Your thoughts and feelings could be about Star Wars or about our podcast. Both are welcome. So, but thank you everyone so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys and may the force be with you. Jedi Masterclass was created and hosted by Ben Renlisbacher and Miranda Bailey, edited and produced by Miranda Bailey, and music by Augusto Diniz.